Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Stranger, pass by. I can't stop until I know the answer. The answer to what? Where we stand. I'm afraid we've got to face it, Maureen. Things are bad. How bad? Very bad. I don't know why I ever got into the hotel business. I must have been crazy. Oh, it'll work out. It always does. No, not this time. We were just about breaking even until... Uh, what a summer... Well, the weather was bad all over. Every hotel in the county had a poor season. What's that to me? I'm in the red. That's all that counts. Oh, stop worrying, Paul. Christmas is coming along. We always do well then. Take a look at these reservations. We're about 50% down on last Christmas, and you tell me to stop worrying. Hmm. Well, maybe some advertising. No, the budget for that's overspent. A different kind of advertising, then. What have we got that other hotels around here haven't got? Nothing. Everyone's selling the same line. Wide open spaces, relaxation, seclusion. If I could only think of some gimmick. Hmm. Paul, why don't we get out of this business? Talk some sense, Maureen. Well, we're not making any money. And it's killing you. It's the only business I know. Well, I meant, why don't you give up this hotel and go to work for somebody else? You've got experience. You'd get a job easy. Work for someone else? Well, why not? You wouldn't have all the worry and responsibility. 
And we could live a normal life again, have some time for ourselves. Maybe even enjoy Christmas in our own home, like old times. That sounds fine, but... You know, we've been so busy looking after other people at Christmas. I've forgotten what it was really like in the old days. Oh, if we were making money, it'd be different, but we're not. So why don't you quit for a while? Now, hold it just a minute. Hmm? Christmas at home. Old times. An old-time Christmas, that's it. That's the gimmick. An old-time Christmas. Home atmosphere, candles, log fires, carols, all the traditional stuff. Maureen, you had an Irish grandmother. She must have told you about the way it was over there. Now, come on, think. Think and tell me everything she said. Yeah, yeah, what else? Well, then on Christmas Eve, everyone would put a candle in the front window and pull back the curtains so it could be seen from outside. Yeah? It was always the father of the family who lit it, or the eldest son, if he wasn't there. Not the mother? Oh, no. You see, it was a man, the innkeeper, who told Mary and Joseph there was no room for them when they came to Bethlehem. Oh, yes, I see. So that's why it was the custom in Ireland for a man to light the candle. Uh-huh. It sort of made up for what happened on the first Christmas night. Ah, uh-huh. Anything else you can remember? Well, let's see. Um, people always left their front doors open on Christmas Eve. Why? Well, just in case Mary and Joseph were wandering about looking for a place to stay. Of course, nobody really believed that part of it. But leaving the door open was a sort of prayer. Because it meant that the Holy Family was welcome in the home. Yeah, but what did people do? Well, everyone went to midnight mass... And then they visited the crib. No, no, no. I mean, how do they have fun? That religious stuff is all right, but people want to enjoy themselves at Christmas. You know, parties, singing, dancing. Oh, well, there was that, too, but not till after Christmas Day. Not till after Christmas Day? Well, it is a religious feast, Paul. Well, look, I've nothing against religion in its own place, but it's old-fashioned. Well, I thought that was the gimmick. An old-fashioned Christmas. Well, sure it is, but not with religion... That makes people too serious. Christmas is a holiday, like, 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 like the 4th of July. People don't forget what they're celebrating on Independence Day. Why should they forget the meaning of Christmas? All right, we won't waste time arguing about it. I've got enough ideas to work on. We'll get started tomorrow. No, Pete, no, no. M- move those lights more to the left and, and raise them a couple of feet. I want them to be seen from the road. Uh, uh, that, that's better. Yeah, that's much better. And don't hang that star until you've talked to me. I have a special idea about that. Paul? Paul? Yes, Maureen? You want to eat? Or are you going to spend the whole day down here? In a little while, when I've shown Pete the way I want things. Well, how do you think it's coming? Fine, Paul. You know, I promised myself a dozen times I'd pull that old shack down. I'm glad now I didn't. It's come in real useful. When I finished, it'll be the best road sign in the county. You see that star there? That's my own idea. I'm going to get Pete to hang it about 30 feet up. When it's lit, people will see it three miles away. They'll wonder what it is, so they'll stop by to find out. And what'll they see? A broken-down old shack? No, sir. They'll see a crib, a life-size crib, with the shepherds and the animals and Mary and Joseph and... 
What's the matter, Maureen? Don't you like the idea? Be very striking. But what? You don't like it. All right, tell me why. Oh, Paul. Christmas is our Lord's birthday. You can't turn it into an advertising gimmick with lights and stars as though it was some kind of a fair. It's a good road sign, and it's going to bring in business. That's all that matters to me. Paul, don't you know what Christmas means? Oh, what do I... What does anyone care what Christmas means? All I know is people spend a lot of money then. I want some of that money, and short of breaking the law, I intend to get it. Uh, okay, Pete. That's coming along fine. Uh, keep it going that way. Uh, just a minute. There's too much noise around here. Will you wait till I shut the door, please? <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, who, who's that speaking? Uh, Dr. Mayburn. Uh, Dr. Mayburn. I'm glad to hear from you, Doctor. We've been expecting you. I was just telling you my wife and I have been delayed. Uh, nothing wrong. Oh, no, no, no. Just one of my patients took a little longer to deal with than I anticipated. I see. You're still holding our reservations. Oh, yes, yes. I'm glad you called, though. It was getting so late, I was going to cancel them. Uh, where are you now, Doctor? I'm just about 60 miles from your place. So we can expect you in about an hour or so? Well, better say an hour and a half. I'm a slow driver. Fine, Doctor. Goodbye. Bye, Doctor. I'll take over, Paul. You go inside and get something to eat. No, I'm not hungry, Maureen. How are things going? Fine. Some of the younger people started dancing a while ago. Now everybody's joined in. Now keep it going that way. Keep them happy. Uh, by the way, I've just had a phone call from Dr. Mayburn. He was delayed, but he and his wife will be here in about an hour and a half. Is their room ready? Yes. I'd like you to check it over yourself. Mayburn's a very important man, so I want everything to be just right. Very well, Paul. Uh, j just a minute, Maureen. Yes? What's the matter with you? Nothing. Well, don't give me that. I have only to look at your face to know something's wrong. Now, what is it? It doesn't matter, Paul. You're still sore about that road sign, aren't you? I didn't like the idea from the start. And the closer it gets to Christmas Day, the less I like oh, it. Oh, stop being sentimental. It worked, didn't it? For the first time this year, the place is full. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Maureen. I, I didn't mean to shout at you like that. I guess there's no use arguing about which of us is right. No, there's not. What time is it? Five minutes of twelve. Oh, gosh, I didn't realize it was so late. We're just going into Christmas Day. We have to hurry if we're going to get things started on schedule. You have all the party hats and things ready? Yes. And the band knows what to do? You told them yourself. Well, you go in and tell them again. It's most important we get the atmosphere right. Now, everything stops at midnight. Lights go out. The band starts playing Silent Night and remind them to keep it nice and low and slow. Then I come in and light the big candle, and then I... Hey, look. Look through the window. Hmm? Somebody outside. Oh, it's a man and a woman. Well, the woman seems to be... They would have to come now. Okay, Maureen, I'll handle it. You go inside and get things started. What are you going to do about those two people? I'll think of something. 
Yes, but please. I know that end room on the second floor, the one we've been using for storing linen. Tell someone to fix it up. Well, that'll take some time. There's a lot of stuff in there. Well, people who come so late will have to take what they can get. Well, yes, now, go but... on, Maureen. It's almost 12 o'clock. Good evening, sir. Good evening, madam. Uh, good evening. Uh, we would like a room, please, my wife and I. Well, I don't know. We're pretty full up. It is late. We understand that. But uh, please do what you can. Well, I'll have to see. It may take a little time. You mind waiting? No, we will wait. I, I can't promise you anything, but... Uh, wait, wait, wait. I think there might be a room on the second floor. Not a very big one. Oh, we do not mind about the size. It's not ready just now, but I can have it fixed up for you in about 30 minutes. Will that do? Oh, thank you. Good. Now, why don't you and your wife go inside while you're waiting? We're running a special sort of party, and it's due to start any minute now. Uh, no, thank you. Go on. Plenty of people in there. Plenty of fun. You'll enjoy it. And there's no extra charge. It's very kind of you to suggest it, but my wife is, is tired. We would prefer to wait here. Suit yourself. Uh, will you register now, please? Oh, yes, certainly. Uh, say, is that all the luggage you've got? That one little piece? Well, that is all. Uh, the room will cost you ten dollars. Ten dollars? That's what I said. It, it is very expensive, more than twice what we expected. But don't you know it's Christmas? Everything's expensive. I'm afraid I cannot pay what you ask. You'd better try some other place. There is no other place for many miles. Uh, my wife has traveled a long distance. Would you let her have the room for what we can pay? The charges for the room. One person, two persons, it's all the same. Oh, please, my wife is tired and she's not very well. It would be a great kindness. Look, sir, I'm running a hotel. Other people may come here tonight. People who can pay the full price... I can't very well turn them away and let you stay. It does not matter about me. I, I will manage somehow, but my wife... I told you, I'm sorry. Very well. Paul? Paul, things are just starting. Can you come now? Right away. I put the big candle in the window. When you lit it... Oh, say, that man and woman, did you send them inside? No. Where are they? Their room's nearly ready. They're gone. Gone where? I don't know. What happened? They wanted a room, didn't they? Yes, but they couldn't pay for it, so... So you threw them out? What did you expect me to do? Well, we weren't using that room. You could have let them stay. The woman, anyway. Well, what am I running? A hotel or oh, a... Now, Maureen... Maureen, Maureen where are you go? Maureen! Maureen! It's after two o'clock. Just driving about. Why did you run out on me? You know I was depending on you to help me with things. You didn't need my help. You didn't need anyone's help. You're the man who invented Christmas. Oh, we're back to that again. Paul, I haven't just been 
driving about these last two hours. I've been trying to find that man and woman. What? They needed help. At least the woman did. What are you talking about? Well, you must have noticed. She was expecting a baby, and fairly soon. Oh, I didn't know. I was talking to the man. I didn't pay much attention to her. Oh, well, she'll be all right. There are hospitals. If she could get to one. Why shouldn't she? They had no car, Paul. They must have had a car. How could they have gotten here? The nearest town is 30 miles away. They had no car. Remember when they came tonight? Did you hear a car stop outside before the door opened? No, but I wasn't listening for one. In our business, you always listen for cars. Because you wonder whether they're going to pass by or stop and come in. No. If they'd come in a car tonight, you'd have heard it. And so would I. All right. They didn't come in a car, so what? How did they get here? I don't know. What are you making a mystery about anyway? They were just two people. Just two people. A man and a woman. The woman expecting a baby. Where did they come from? Where have they gone? Look, Maureen, it's late. I'm tired. It's It's been a heavy day. And I have another question. Why did they come here tonight? Christmas night. What are you getting at? I don't know. I don't know. I just have the strangest feeling that... It all happened before, in the same way, a long time ago. You don't mean that legend? You're crazy. Christmas isn't a legend, Paul. It really happened. Maybe it's still happening in a way. Mary and Joseph wanting people to take the child into their houses into their hearts. I don't understand what you're talking about. There's a logical explanation for Christmas this. Christmas isn't logical. The Son of God being born in a stable. I'm going inside. There's a lot of cleaning up to be done before I get to bed, and I... What is it, Paul? That light down there. Where? Near the shack. There it is again. Yes, I see it. Seems to be coming from the shack, but that's impossible. I, I switched everything off half an hour ago. Better investigate. It might be a prowler. Did you leave the key in the car, Maureen? Yes. Wait a minute. I'm coming with you, Paul. Better not. It might be a prowler. I'm coming I... with you. Okay. But you're going to stay in the car. as if someone's using a flashlight. We'll soon know. Hey, wait a minute. You're staying here. No, I'm not. Now listen, Maureen. Whoever is in that shack can't be doing any harm or they'd have run when they heard the car. Well, stay behind me, just in case. All right. Can you see anything, Paul? It's a man, I think. And a woman... They seem to be just 
sitting there, looking at something. I can see them now. Oh, they're not sitting. They're kneeling. What the... Oh! Oh, Paul! Someone's coming out. A man. Hello. Who's there? I can see you now. Was that your car I just heard? Uh, yes, we saw lights, so we came along to investigate. I'm glad you did. We can use some help. What's going on? We heard a baby crying. The baby's all right. It's the mother I'm worried about. By the way, my name is Mayburn. Dr. Mayburn? Yes, how did you know? Oh, we were speaking on the phone a few hours ago. You rang to say you'd been delayed. Oh, then you're the hotel manager. That's right. I was wondering what happened when you didn't come. I thought you might have been in an accident. So I have, in a way. I certainly never expected I'd have to deliver a baby practically on the roadside. Well, what happened, Doctor? We were driving along, my wife and I, when I saw a woman lying on the road. We thought it was a hit-and-run accident at first. But as soon as we reached her, we saw what it was. Thank God we just managed to get her into that, that place in time. Fortunately, my wife is with her now. She's a trained nurse. Who is she, the mother? I don't know. There wasn't time to ask any questions. And, and, and where is the man, her husband? I don't know. She was alone when we found her. Look, we must get her and the child away from here as quickly as possible. Can you tell me... My wife. I, I left her here. What's happened? Your wife is all right. So is your son. My, my son? I must see my wife. Where is she? In there. Officer, my name is Mayburn, Dr. Mayburn. Can you tell me how this happened? I sure can, Doc. Gee, there are some guys I'd like to shoot. I have a good mind to go up right now. Take it easy, officer. I know how you feel. But let him talk to his wife. Oh, I don't mean him. I mean the guy that owns the hotel back there. But how is he to blame? Well, I'll tell you. This man and his wife are refugees from Europe. They only landed here a few months ago. Things aren't going too well, but a friend tells him about a job in this district, so he goes after it. And they're driving along trying to make the next town, and their car breaks down about five miles back. The woman won't stay in the car by herself, so they start walking. They think they'll find some place around every bend, but they don't. And she's feeling pretty bad by this time. Of course. And then they see a light in the distance, so they keep on walking until they come to that, that uh, thing over there. They read the ad sign. They think they're all right. What happens when they get to the hotel? They're thrown out because they can't pay. You mean they had no money? Oh, sure they had, but not enough. The guy that owns the place put the price up because it was Christmas. He wouldn't even let the woman stay. Well, maybe he didn't know the circumstances. Listen, man, he didn't want to know. They couldn't pay his price, so out. Well, anyway, they start walking again. When they reach here, the woman says she can't go any further. It's too far to go back to their car, so she waits inside that place while he goes back to the highway to see if he can stop a lift. And that's when I found him. I see. Officer, have you got a radio in your car? Yes, yes. I'd like you to contact your control point and arrange for an ambulance to come out here to pick up the woman and child. Uh, sure thing, Doc. They'll be okay, won't they? Yes, they will. But they must obviously be moved as quickly as possible. I'll take care of that right away. You know, it's a funny thing. I've passed that road sign a dozen times in the last two weeks. And every time I saw it, I felt like kicking it down. And I don't mind it so much. There's a baby born in there tonight. I guess that sort of makes it like a real crib. Well, I better see about contacting the uh, hospital, Just docs. a minute. Officer, I'm the guy who runs the hotel back there. A little while ago, you felt like taking a poke at me. Well, here I am. 
Good night, Doc. Merry Christmas. Uh, don't, don't go, Doctor. Doctor, is it absolutely necessary for that woman and her baby to go to the hospital? I mean, would it do if they could stay somewhere else? I... A hotel, for instance? Yes, I think so. Well, I'd be... We'd be glad to look after them. Wouldn't we, Maureen? Yes, Paul. We're pretty full up, but there's our own bedroom. You wouldn't mind moving into that spare room, Maureen? The one you had fixed up tonight? Of course not. Well, that seems to take care of things. Of course, you'll still need the ambulance to move the mother and child. Well, I'll contact the hospital right away. Uh, look, mister, about wanting to take a poke at you. Well, that's the way I felt. And I'd still like to. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, officer. You too, Doc. Ma'am. Well, I better be on my way. And you tell them to hurry up that ambulance. Ah, sure, Doc. Good night, folks. Doctor, I'm going back to the hotel to get things fixed up before the ambulance comes. Is there anything you'd like me to do? Well, you could send down blankets, lots of them, and some hot coffee. I'd be glad to. Are you coming, Paul? Uh, no. No, you go ahead. I have one or two things I'd like to think about. Merry Christmas, Maury. Merry Christmas, Paul. Merry Christmas. I want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore. Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.